Hey, what's up? It's Jared. So this one's going to be a little bit more difficult for me. I wanted to talk about five tough lessons that I learned in my 30s or that my 30s taught me. It was definitely the most difficult uh, time frame in my life so far. My 20s definitely had its challenges, but my 30s brought challenges to a whole new level and a lot of great things happened in my 30s, but also a lot of difficult things uh, came about as well. And so I wanted to talk about those in this video because talking about these things is good. Learning from each other is good. Understanding uh, each other's struggles and learning from each other's mistakes. These are things that I should have done more of when I was younger, even though people told me that I need to listen more and learn from other people's mistakes. Uh, I'm more of a person that is always going to try and do things my own way. And so now that I am in my 40s now, I am looking back on all of those things uh, so I remember thinking about 40 as being something impossible to reach when I was like a teen or early 20s. Being 40 was like something that I couldn't even imagine. I could I could imagine like a, a, a weird looking painted picture of it like, oh, I'll have this white picket fence house or blah, 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 and I'll be in a career and da, da, da. But maybe my kids will be grown up. I don't know. But the, it was hard for me to envision what 40 would look like. I don't know. Like It just, it just seems so far off and impossible. Um, I also saw a lot of people that were in their 40s or maybe even a little older, maybe even a little younger, that were super out of shape. And then I also saw some that were super in shape. I was going to the gym a lot in my earlier years. And uh, there were sometimes these like older dudes there that seemed to just be killing it. Like, where's all that energy? You know, like I have, I don't have this kind of energy. And I was like 20. How are these 40 year olds have all this energy? And so um, now that I am 40, I'm wanting to make sure that I'm taking care of myself and uh, being that 40 year old dude that has lots of energy that I used to see when I was younger. Um, sometimes I also don't feel like an adult. I know that sounds kind of weird, but sometimes I don't feel like a 40 year old adult, like what I think a 40 year old adult should feel like, which is kind of weird because these days that is so much more of a disjointed, uh, way to compare yourself than it was in the past. Like in the past, everybody was kind of in the same phase as they went through life. These days, things are so much different. So as I mentioned, my 30s were pretty hard. Um, I am filming this on a day where the sun is dipping in and out from behind the clouds. So I apologize for the changing exposure on this video. Um, but my 30s were hard, but they were hard in a good way. And a lot of lessons were learned, and we'll talk about those things. But um, in my 30s, I had uh, turned 30, and that was like basically my second year of being married. The honeymoon phase had kind of ended. You know, we'd been married for a couple of years. We were, you know, trying to figure things out, um, try, definitely knowing what didn't work in our marriage and trying to figure those things out. We had kids. I got an office. I hired employees. Um, I got rid of employees. Some employees left, and I got rid of the office. I work from home again, so like full circle within 10 years. Um, my health, I think kind of went downhill in my thirties. I felt pretty healthy, like arriving at 30 and then through my thirties, I feel like it was a deterioration as I got towards the end of my thirties. And then I brought that back, which maybe I'll talk about in another video. I do feel extremely healthy now, but in my thirties, I, ah, gosh, I just felt horrible. Most of my thirties, um, I got super out of shape and I formed a lot of bad habits during my thirties as well. 
And, you know, those things come uh, and happen for different reasons. And maybe in another video, I'll talk about those. But a lot of bad habits were formed. A lot of laziness and stuff like that happened just because of where I allowed myself to go in my 30s. Um, the sads got real. That's what I wrote down. The sads got real. You know, I, I've probably experienced real depression in my 30s um, and anxiety. I know that I've had in my 30s some things that be, can be considered real depression. I was actually diagnosed as being depressed and having anxiety. Whether or not that doctor uh, took the time to really understand whether or not I had true depression, like, and there are varying degrees of depression and anxiety, but uh, I was put on depression and anxiety medication. I then took myself off of it about six months later because I, I just felt like it wasn't really doing anything for me. I know that that means that I could have uh, maybe needed a different dose or a different medication, but I wanted to try and, 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 and rebuild those connections myself without medication, and I think that I've achieved that pretty well. It's not perfect. Some days are tough, but for the most part, I am not depressed and I don't have anxiety, and I can control that and moderate it myself without medication. Um, so the sads got real, and I overcame the sads, um, and the, the list goes on. Those are just some of the things, some of the bigger things that came to my mind. So the number one thing that, uh, or the first thing that is a tough lesson is that communication is everything. I feel that I am a good communicator when I am communicating, and you may disagree having gotten this far in the video that I'm having trouble communicating, but this is a difficult subject for me. But I am typically a good communicator, but I'm not always good at communication. So when I meet with a client, when I talk to somebody about a business or an idea, I typically can communicate my ideas really well and get those things across. But I'm not always great at maintaining like uh, interpersonal communication um, in relationships or even just general conversation. My communication sometimes can be kind of poor. So in marriage, I've definitely had to work on that significantly because I'm not a good communicator. And uh, I will answer on behalf of my wife, like she's not the best either. We both recognize those things about each other and that it is a struggle for us to communicate together. In business, it's been a struggle because I have to communicate with my clients and uh, it's hard. When I'm not excited about something, it becomes hard for me to maintain communication. If something else comes up that is a stressor, it tends to eclipse communications that I should be having with others as well. And so I've just, I've had to build infrastructure into my own life so that I can make sure that communication is happening. I've built out not only a client CRM so that I can maintain a, a ongoing log of communications and check in and make sure that I'm on top of the things that I'm supposed to be on top of. But I've also done that in my personal life as well. I built a personal CRM, which I'm definitely going to talk more about in a later video, so that I can remember important things that I want to remember. Sometimes we forget things just because we're busy. Someone tells us something quickly and then we jump back into another task. I don't want to forget these things. I want to be the kind of friend that remembers things, that remembers the last thing that you told me. Uh, and, and that means writing it down somehow. That means logging it and actually going back. And so even though the idea of a personal CRM sounds kind of funny, um, it's really worked out for me because it's helped me uh, keep tabs on things that are important to me in the lives of the people that are important to me. 
So another tough lesson is on investments and most specifically on investing in myself. Now, one would say, oh, investing in yourself sounds easy. Go read some books, take a class or something like that. That sounds fun if you have the time to do it. But the kind of investing I'm talking about was a lot more challenging. I invested a lot in myself towards the last few years of my 30s in uh, my mental health and in my physical health. Those two things were extremely hard. They're harder the longer you put it off. The longer you wait to deal with your past, with traumas that you've experienced, with struggles that you have, with all of those things, the longer you wait, the harder it's going to be for you to deal with them. And being that I didn't really start until I was 37, it made it even harder for me to go through those things. I was somewhat resistant, but also very open to working on those things. And I know that it is an ongoing process that will probably last a lifetime. But those are very big challenges. The idea of investing in myself was very hard and it is hard work and it is a hard lesson that I learned in my 30s that I should have learned much earlier. Physical health as well. I let a lot of things slip. I gained a lot of weight. I lost a lot of uh, just my ability to get up and run and and be active without feeling like I just you know carried a ton of bricks. <laughs> I, I don't know. Just do, it's gotten a lot harder for me to be physically active, and I'm trying to bring that back. And and now I can't just go to the gym and work out a few few times and feel better. It's requiring changing my eating. It's requiring a lot of hard work which wouldn't have been required had I just kept up the working out and uh, staying in shape that I was in my earlier 20s and not let my 20s and then definitely my 30s affect that. So uh, also seeking out my shortcomings has been pretty challenging as well. I took some bad advice a long time ago, which was just to focus on the things that I'm good at and let everything else fall away. That is okay if you are thinking about that as like a particular niche in your job or something like that. But I think I took it as just if you're not good at it, don't bother. And that has been some bad advice that I've continued to adopt over my 30s. If I'm, if I'm not immediately good at it, I'm not going to do it. And that goes the full gamut from sports or, you know, like if I'm not good at something, I'm not going to do it to even video games, to things in business, to things in life. If I'm not good at it immediately, if I don't seem to succeed right away, or if it doesn't seem to like be, uh, you know, show any fruit, then I just don't want to do it. And that has been kind of the mentality I've had. And that was a real rough lesson to learn in my thirties that you just can't go about life that way. You have to look at things that you're not good at and improve upon them. Of course, that doesn't mean improving upon everything. There are some things that don't matter. Like, you know, uh, these days, even though I know how to change the oil in a vehicle, I will take my vehicle in and have the oil changed. I don't necessarily need to continually get better at changing oil because I know that's a task that I want to outsource to someone else. And, uh, same thing with like accounting. Um, but there are things that I do need to figure out and that I do need to understand better because they don't only affect me and the things that I mentioned before, like my mental and physical health, but they affect the people that are around me as well and that uh, are important to me. And so I can't go about 
like just putting off or avoiding shortcomings altogether. I need to seek them out as well and find out what they are. Even if it's not something that's apparent to me, I need to figure out what those are, uh, which that discovery process is also not typically fun. Um, and then the, uh, the constantly learning is a challenge as well, because it's fun to learn about things that are fun to you or to me. Like I can learn all the time and spend all the time learning about, you know, photography and, uh, you know, just different things that are more, that can be hobbies as well. I enjoy learning about those things, but there are things that are a little bit more challenging. Like I've been learning a lot about the brain and how it functions and figuring out why I do things a certain way and figuring out how to make changes in my life so that I can kind of rewrite those pathways and do things differently eventually and uh, correct thoughts. And a lot of this goes back to kind of uh, figuring out how to get past depression and anxiety on my own without medication. It has been a lot of hard work and you can use medication to rewrite those pathways or you can do the hard work or sometimes you even need a combination of both. And I'm definitely not a doctor, so you can't use what I've done to change anything in your life, uh, take what I've said and maybe go talk to a doctor about it if you are feeling the sads uh, like I have in the past and how I sometimes still do. But um, always be learning because the more that you understand about what uh, potentially is going on with you, the better you're going to be able to adapt and see it coming before it becomes a problem. That's the biggest thing for me with like stress and depression and anxiety is seeing it coming far from, from a distance. Because if I can see it coming, which sometimes you can't, but if I can see it coming, I can divert, I can go into one of my action plans and, uh, and, and get away from that and just change the situation before it becomes something that I'm stuck in. Um, the third thing is the idea that I can do it alone. Um, that is something that I've kind of built up from my childhood. I've always felt more alone, like I needed to achieve things on my own. Um, a lot of help wasn't ever really offered to me. And when I did uh, ask for help, it didn't typically go too well for me. When I would seek out help, uh, sometimes it would get thrown back in my face or that help came with strings attached. And so there were lots of things that I tried to avoid and just do it myself because I did not like to have to ask for help. And of course, that became a problem uh, in my 30s. I just would just do everything by myself, even things that I should need help, I should ask for help for. Um, mentors were something that I never understood why anybody would need a mentor. Just go figure it out, right? It sounds simple. But mentors are super important, and I think it's really something that I need to spend more time looking into. I have people that have mentored me in different ways over the last few years, and it's been extremely helpful. Counselors is another one. Uh, I started to see a counselor um, a few years back, which is what I've been I've been utilizing my counselor and his knowledge to dig into my past and understand why I do things a certain way, understand, you know, the, the only breakthroughs that I've had in dealing with depression and anxiety and dealing with struggles and stuff that I have is through the opening, the eye-opening moments that I've had with my counselor through discussing my past, through trying to understand, you know, what those traumas were that happened in my life, what they caused me to do because of them and those safety nets that I built up inside uh, to avoid future pain, which essentially that's all that we're doing is we're taking, we, we, we had a situation, a trauma, 
So we don't want to have that happen again. So we build some sort of little wall or safety net around us, and then we put that plan into action. And sometimes those are not healthy. Sometimes they don't actually work too well. And a lot of times, in my instance, they closed me off from others and made me a lot less uh, able to interact and just be a part of this world. And over time, that's led to loneliness, that's led to depression, stuff like that. And so uh, that has definitely been something that a counselor has helped with and also mentorships. Close friendships is also an important one. I uh, have always struggled with friendships. Um, I've always, in the past when I was a kid, felt like, you know, the last picked, the third wheel, whatnot. Even uh, the group of friends that I had in high school was a very small group, and I was kind of the third uh, in that group. Um, and, and it just, I've always felt that that was my place, and so it's always been a struggle for me to be social. I have a lot of social anxiety, and so, like, when it comes to big groups of people that I'm unfamiliar with, it's very hard for me to just jump right in and, like, be a part of the conversation. I'm, I'm always that awkward one that kind of, like, enters the conversation weird or like stands there for too long or something like that. It's always been a real struggle for me. So I've been trying to build close friendships and and be intentional in that process because people these days, they don't have any time. Just like I don't have any time. It's very hard. So to be everybody needs to be intentional about the people that they want to have around them and introducing new people into that uh, into that small amount of time frame, that space that they have is challenging. And so you really it's really hard work. And as you get older, it becomes harder and harder to build those friendships. And so that's why I'm trying really hard, not in a weird, creepy way, but in a way that's actually like finding people that have similar likes and interests, people that I can like get along with, and then just being a person that comes across as caring, being a person that uh, can add value, but not just trying to fix that person all the time. I'm just trying to be like what would be considered a good friend, and that doesn't always work out. I've definitely had some failed attempts at that, but I'm gonna keep trying because good friendships are super important. Now, I feel like I've kind of touched on this one a lot through the last three, but needing to deal with the past was definitely a huge one for me. Um, in meeting with a counselor and going through a lot of the traumas and things, uh, you know, I, I definitely found out and figured out. And I already knew this deep inside that I was a type of person that swept things under the rug. It's like, hey, that was in the past. Let's not think about it. I got so good at it that a lot of those things were so compartmentalized that I kind of forgot that they existed. I didn't even realize that that happened to me or that that situation was something that I experienced. These are things that like didn't come up until I started to look at the current problem and figure out how I got to that current problem. And of course, those things that I swept under the rug that I tried to avoid for so many years are things that I had to dig into. You know, sweeping it under the rug just creates a tripping hazard. I, I don't know if that's a quote from someone, but it's something I started to type out and I thought, huh, that sounds kind of neat. Um, but everything affects us somehow. Every interaction, every situation, everything that doesn't go our way, too many things going in our way, everything affects us in different ways. And I needed to understand that, that everything that's happened has happened and affected me in a certain way. And I definitely uh, am realizing that now and have in my later 30s. So I also needed to talk to someone about it, which I should have done much earlier. And I talked about that already in the third thing. 
is that having a counselor going and talking to someone, even though people typically identify that with weakness or not being able to help yourself, getting stuck on the I'll just help myself is just another broken circle that you're going to keep yourself in. Or I don't know, there's probably a better metaphor for that. But I always thought, well, I can fix it. I could do it myself. I don't need help for that. I'm stronger than that. That is for weak. I'm not weak. And uh, that was something that I had to get over. Going and talking to someone about it is super important, but not only just any person, finding the right person. I got super lucky and found a great counselor right out the gate, but that might not necessarily happen uh, for you. You may have to go and talk to a couple of different people and not feel like you're being heard or understood until you get to the right person. That could be quite a process. Thankfully, I just I think I was so broken and messed up and stuck in that mindset of I should be able to figure this out on my own that if I hadn't have found the right counselor at the first go at it, I probably would have given up on it and I'd still be in that broken cycle that I've been in for the longest time And uh, instead of having seen so much progress over the last several years. Um, I'm also tracking as much as I can in my daily log and my personal coda within Notion. On this channel, I've talked a lot about uh, how I use Notion. Um, and also my daily log. My daily log is super important. I enter in a lot that's in there. I also track my emotional state and I also have like quick links to my kind of action plans that I go into whenever I'm starting to feel a certain way so that I don't end up getting stuck in like the sads and then needing to uh, go and take a nap or something like that or just avoid responsibility. Uh, These are all things that I would typically do. And so um, tracking things has definitely helped because it gets it out of here and it gets it onto a keyboard and into an app where I can go back and revisit those things. I can sort by emotion that I'm feeling and look and see all the entries that I've had uh, under that type of emotion, which is super helpful because even though something feels new and uh, hard, it probably already happened. And if I can go back and read about it, I can bring myself out of it so much easier. Uh, Just daily logging has been absolutely fantastic. And I'll also talk about my personal coda later on uh, in another video. So I think probably like the biggest tough lesson is that there is no silver bullet that just fixes all the problems. I think I spent a lot of my 30s looking for that fix. You know, a lot of times, you know, if you have something that's wrong with you, you go to the doctor and the doctor says you're fine, you feel like, worse. But if you go to the doctor and they're like, oh yeah, we found this, you actually feel relieved even though you just found out that there legitimately is something wrong with you. Now, I did spend a lot of time chasing those silver bullets. I didn't feel like this one diet was going to help and solve all my problems. But when it came to like trying to, to overcome acid reflux... I thought one this one change this time would fix it or this one change this time would fix it. No, it actually was a collection of things lifestyle-wide, including getting a handle on my stress and anxiety in order to get rid of acid reflux. So there was a lot that went into that. No silver bullet. I used to think that there was a silver bullet that would fix some issues with my organization. Like if I just adopted this new journal or if I just, you know, bullet listed or, you know, did this different action plan that it would be perfect and that I would have everything figured out and it would all be easy to keep in line. And that just wasn't the case. Um, I'm still struggling with that a bit, but Notion has definitely helped me because 
because I can interconnect everything from my work to my personal life, to my tasks, to my client tasks, to the tasks that I have, such as creating videos like this. Everything could be tied together and it's much easier for me to keep tabs on what I need to be doing to keep moving forward. And there was no silver bullet. I read a lot of books that had silver bullet titles that did not deliver silver bullet results. And that I think was a challenging thing for me because I kept looking at it like the next book is gonna help me figure this out. And I would get a couple of nice little nuggets from that book, but the book didn't deliver for me on what the title said. And of course the opening chapter of the book is all about the people that did the things in the book and had the transformations. And I wasn't having the transformations from the things that were in the book. And so I felt like there was something wrong with me. And so I just went on and tried to find the next silver bullet. But there are no silver bullets. All there are is hard work and finding the right things that work for you. And that's pretty much the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because I don't think that you're going to find the one thing. You may get lucky and find that one thing that changes everything for you, but most of us are not going to find that just in one thing. We're going to find it in a series of things that led to lifestyle change or a big change through a certain process that then reveals to us uh, the way that we should have gone, the better life or the better thing at the end of the, the tunnel. There's no silver bullet that's going to solve the problem, uh, even though society tends to kind of push us in that direction like there is one. So some closing thoughts on this whole thing. Self-awareness is key. Being self-aware and understanding yourself more is super important. And as you get older, that becomes harder and harder because more and more stuff happens to you and you build up more and more safety nets and precautionary measures to prevent getting hurt again. And so sometimes you need a counselor to unpack all that stuff for you. Not that a counselor is some magical, mythical creature, but it is a person whose job is to listen and dig and try and figure out those connections and help you make those connections. They're not unveiling anything new that wasn't already in there. They're just helping you create those connections. And that was super important to me. The more self-aware I become, the less I fall into the traps of you know the, the different ruts and things that I've created over the years, those silos that protect me from the things that I thought were scary or were difficult the uh, safety nets that I put in place so I wouldn't get hurt or I wouldn't have a, a frustrating moment or whatever it is. Those things become less and less of a stronghold on me when I'm being self-aware and when I'm working on my self-awareness. Also, determining your deficiencies and working on, on building those up and figuring out how to, uh, to correct those is super important. Understanding where I was actually weak is super important because it, under, it helps me understand where I need actually more infrastructure in my life. In areas that I'm weak, I'm not able to perform in a way that I want to to reach the, the goals or the end results that I'm looking for. And so I want to fix those. Obviously, there are some things that I'm not good at and I just don't care to be good at, and that's fine. But in interpersonal relationships, in business relationships, in uh, you know raising my children, all of these things, there are deficiencies that are there, and I need to figure out what those are so that I can correct them, so that I can educate myself and become better in those areas, not only for myself, but also for those people so that I'm more of an effective person to them, especially my children as I want to raise them up and make sure that they don't have so many of the issues that I had in my adult life. 
I also want to encourage you not to leave any bad blood or broken bridges behind you. Um, I've always been one that's afraid to like create and leave those types of damage behind me. Um, people are the connections there and leaving people out there in the world that are upset and frustrated at you is a, a just major thing. You do carry it inside and when you hear or see those people, it reminds you of that and it's not only hard on you, it could be hard on them. Maybe they totally forgot and it's not even a big deal and you are the one really harnessing that. But it is important that you go and attempt to correct those through my own process of like trying to figure out my issues and recover from them and uh, be healthier moving forward. I've had to communicate with some people and and fix some situations in my past that were just not that weren't left in a good way that weren't left in a healthy state i haven't like had anything truly like horrible uh that was left out there behind me i've i've always been kind of a person that's tried to avoid conflict but at times, I have left some relationships bad. I have had some end bad. And in the situations where I've I've had the ability to, I have tried to make corrections there or make amends at least and uh, and say, even if it was only my side that I not only I felt this way, sharing the fact that this is what I felt like I did wrong and how I potentially hurt this person and putting that out there for that person um, as long as it is is a healthy thing to do and that I'm not actually causing any damage to that person by sharing that, um, that's something that I felt that's super important. It's like kind of a an AA principle to, um, to look at all of those broken uh, relationships or people that you've hurt and attempt to repair them. I think that, they're, that that's there for a really good reason uh, because a lot of times we look back on all of that brokenness and that just causes us to go deeper into our brokenness that we're currently experiencing. So don't leave any bad blood or broken bridges behind you and make sure that you create time and space to work on yourself. That is something that I had to do and I was very thankful that my wife was super uh, accepting of that but was super accepting of giving me that space which meant me going and seeing a counselor and spending the money that that took to see the counselor. The counselor that I ended up seeing actually is an hour and like 20 minutes away. So, I mean, it took like three hours just in travel time to get there. I would have a two hour session. It was basically an all day uh, thing to go and do some counseling. And thankfully my wife took, uh, you know, she, she dealt with everything around the house with the kids, knowing that I wasn't going to be there all day, basically, so that I can go and work on rebuilding myself and fixing some of the things that I let get bad. Uh, because I just, I just didn't have the tools. I didn't understand how to take care of them, how to take care of myself in that way. So that's going to do it for this video. Those were five tough lessons that I learned. And I talked about this a little bit more in, in an exhaustive manner than I really wanted to. But I think it's super important that we talk about things like this. There are not enough people out there sharing about their their struggles and overcoming them and, and just the process that's involved. I think that we need to be talking about that more because there's so much depression and anxiety out there and people that are really just struggling due to coping mechanisms that went sideways. And I think that if we can build those pathways and figure that out and, and put a plan in action to prevent those things from happening, 
we can avoid having to be over-medicated and all that good stuff. Of course, that's just my opinion. I'm not a medical professional, so uh, make sure that if you are feeling depressed or anxious or having any symptoms of stuff like that, that you talk to somebody before making any decisions on your own, just like I did. It's super important that you do that. But not just one person, involve a few people, because if, if all I had done was listen to the first doctor that I met with, I would just be medicated and unhappy uh, at, instead of where I'm at now, which is much more mindful and aware and self-aware, which is super important. So that's going to do it for this video. Reach out to me if you need to. I am always here through one of the links below, through my email, through the comments, through a DM on social media. I am here to help in any of those situations. I do not want you to be alone. I do not want you to feel alone because you are not alone. I was there. I still can be there. I just have to make sure that I'm always moving forward. And if you need someone to talk to, please reach out or please reach out to someone local to you, which would even be better. So that's going to do it for this video. Thanks so much for checking it out. I hope that it was of some value to you. And if so, please share it with somebody that you think would find it useful. And that's going to do it for today. Take care.